Well, good morning, everybody. Morning. My name is Justin Tucker, and I'm excited to be with you guys today. And um, my job here at Ward is I am the Director of Family Ministry. And what that means is that I work with a team of people, and we oversee uh, ages 0 to 8. Uh, I work primarily with children, and I preach in front of the elementary age at camps. Uh, sometimes we do family classes, right? But when I told my six-year-old that I was going to be giving the message to adults in big church this weekend, her reply was, uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm not exactly sure, but we're going to find out together. It's either going to be a great time or an uh-oh, but it'll be good. Um, so today uh, we continue in our series on location. And, and this series has been about how we are to live out our faith in the world around us. And today we talk about on location uh, at work at school. I really are going to hear me say this phrase where we live, work, and play quite a bit. Um, and, and that's what we're talking about today. Last week, Pastor Sean went through the last three letters of BLESS. And BLESS is an acronym to help us overcome and give a pathway to evangelizing in our neighborhoods. So over these last several weeks, I hope that you've felt challenged uh, by this series called On Location. And I know that I was challenged last week with Pastor Sean's message, in which ways can I serve my neighbors better? Um, and I really want you today to think about your specific location. Where do you live? Where do you work? Where do you play? And how do you live on location in that space. Jesus said in Matthew 5 that we are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. We are placed where we are to live this life on location for the glory of God as a light to the world around us, a light that points to God, and that's what we're called for. That's why we've been talking about being on location, learning how we live with our faith on location. Okay, so before we get going into our message, I wanted to have a little bit of fun today. And um, if you're watching us online, joining us there, you can have some fun with us too. Okay, so if you're in the room right now, if you're watching online, what I want you to do is raise your hand if you like music. If you like music, raise your hand. It doesn't matter what style. Okay, okay, good job, good job. I don't think I saw anyone not raise their hand, but if you didn't raise your hand, maybe we should have a conversation afterwards because I want to know, what do you listen to? What do you do? Um, now, um, now that we've established that, I want you to think of this, okay? I want you to think of uh, your favorite Christian song or maybe your favorite Christian band. Maybe try and get some of those songs in your heads. Maybe you can hum along kind of groove to the tune. You can always do the, the worship sway. You know the one, right? You probably saw me do it a second ago. Um, okay, but for me, I absolutely love music. 
And as far as I can remember, I've always loved music. I love all sorts of different styles of music. And as I was growing up, my parents introduced us to a lot of different styles of music and music in general. And I've always been super grateful for that. And I've always thought highly of music. And for me, music has always gone hand in hand in my relationship with Jesus. I've always loved worship music. I've always loved playing and singing worship music um, to glorify and praise Him. And today, since we're talking about on location, you'll hear me say that a lot, on location, at our work, at our school, and what that means for us to be a light to this world, while I was prepping for today's message um, and trying not to be nervous by the uh uh-oh statement by my daughter, um, a few songs came to my head from when I was a teenager that reminded me of this topic. So I want to listen to those with you today. Um, Now, if you know these songs, feel free to sing along if you want. If you don't, just go ahead and read the lyrics off the screen. Uh, But let's go ahead and let's do the first song, please. Okay, has anyone remember that song? Anyone? Anyone? Yeah, ish, yeah, ish, yeah. Okay, so fun fact, uh, that was the Newsboys, and that was my very first concert I ever went to. And, uh, okay, that was fun. Okay, second one, let's keep going. song? Anyone remember that? Uh, Parents, anyone remember telling your kids maybe to turn that down, right? Um, Now, uh, this song and those first two songs, I've actually shown uh, all my kids, uh, and let's just say they were not impressed. They were not impressed at all, but uh, it's okay. All right, one more, one more, and then we'll get going. Just do our last one. That song, anyone know that song? That's a great song from Christian Stanfield, just reminding us to come one, come all, come young, come old, come everyone. Tell people Jesus reigns. Um, thank you for going along uh, with that uh, and me this morning. Again, these are songs that reminded me of our topic that we're talking about today, of how we are called to be the light of the world and living on location. And there's been many times in my life where I've sang these songs and other songs, right? But I didn't always follow through with that message of these songs in my own life. There's been times I didn't shine very bright. There's been times I was nervous if someone knew I was a Jesus follower or Jesus freak. There's been times I've passed on opportunities I've had to tell others that Jesus reigns. Have you ever felt that way? But the beautiful part of our story is that God loves you and he loves you where 
wherever you are in your journey. Even if you've been a Jesus follower for 20 years, there's always something new to learn in your relationship with Jesus to teach others, to help others. Because no matter what, no matter your age, no matter your occupation, no matter your education status, right? We are all here today because we can be the light of the world. And not just in theory, but in application, okay? Uh, in order to live on location, we have to be mission-minded. And you're going to hear me say on location a lot, which I probably already did. Someone, I should have told someone to take a tally. Um, but when you hear me say live on location, what I mean is this, that we are placed where we are to live this life on location for the glory of God as a light to the world around us, a light that points to God. And that's what we are called for. Learning how to put our faith, right, into action. Putting our faith into the world. Now, I am a firm believer that all Jesus followers are called into ministry. Not all of us are called to leave home and go to other nations in order to do missions. However, that doesn't mean that we don't, you don't, have a very important purpose exactly where you are today, exactly where you'll be tomorrow. A very important purpose exactly where you live, work, and play. Because God places us in a family. God places us in a company, school, homeschool group, retirement community. You name it. Wherever you are, God has placed us there. And that's why it's so important for us to be mission-minded. So what I want to do is I want to look into Scripture to help us understand and learn a little bit more about living on location. We're jumping over to Colossians. And in Colossians, Paul encourages us to be mission-minded. Okay? While Paul was in prison here, he heard a report about false teaching in the city where, where others were saying that, well, Jesus was a good start. That was a good start to be but you needed to add extra practices and extra things in order to be, right? But Paul responds by affirming this, that nothing needs to be added to the work of Christ. As Lord of all creation, he is more than enough for every believer. In Colossians chapter 4, 2 through 6, Paul writes this, Devote yourselves to prayer being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly, as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders, and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. So for us, as Jesus followers, we are to pray and pray like crazy. We are to conduct ourselves uh, in both word and deed in our daily lives 
and or social media in every aspect of our lives. We're supposed to conduct ourselves in word and deed in such a way to provoke unbelievers to question our beliefs and enter into faith dialogue. Once again, our goal is to be mission-minded. If we are leading the kinds of lives that evoke questions from our friends, then opportunities for sharing our faith abounds. Um, I, I really love these last few lines in the scripture. Um, be wise in the way you act towards others. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation always be full of grace. Season with salt um, and knowing how to answer everyone. Paul is suggesting here that conversation seasoned with salt is uplifting. Thanks guys, you're pushing me forward. Let's think about this question. How can you let your conversations be full of grace and seasoned with salt? Okay, what I want you to do right now is take a moment and think about a person, okay? Think about someone at your work, at your school, somewhere in your daily life where you live, work, and play, and think about the conversations you have with them. Think about random people you have conversations with every single day. Think about how you conversate with them. Are you showing grace and the love of Christ with your speech? Are you having uplifting conversations with them? Okay. You can also think about any tough conversations that might be coming up. What I want you to do is I want you to think about these people, these conversations, and tomorrow Paul calls us to pray, devote ourselves to pray. Tomorrow pray about that person you see every day, that person you see at work, those conversations you have. Pray. For the last seven years of my life, I've worked in full-time ministry. And I've made a lot of great friends who love Jesus and they've helped me uh, just gain a better understanding of what it is to be a Jesus follower. And I don't have to walk very far in the offices here at Ward to reach the next Jesus follower. Uh, but living on location isn't just about sharing Jesus to those who don't follow him, but it's about walking with others who call this faith home. Helping, accountability with others, praying together, listening and learning together. Now, even though I don't have the typical workspace for sharing my faith, one place that I find a lot of conversations happening is when I'm out walking our family dog, Rupert. And I think we have, there he is. Rupert is a old English bulldog and he creates a lot of conversations. Uh, he's a handsome, fun-loving guy. And when I'm out walking him in the neighborhood, I get stopped a lot and we talk and we talk, um, which is not bad. Um, you know, there are nights where I'm like, oh, I don't want to get stopped by anyone, you know. But uh, I, what's so cool about that is that I'm reaching out to neighbors I might not ever meet before because I'm a block or two away from our house. And now I know these neighbors by name and we've talked and we're talking and we're gaining this relationship organically. Right? And that's such a great and, and fun, exciting thing. And the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because I want you to think about your workplace, what you do every day. 
What's something that can open up conversations for you? Maybe bringing in donuts to the office. Maybe talking about serving or a service project. Uh, What for you can open up a door for evoking questions from the people you interact with every day? So let's keep looking through scripture. We now move over to Acts chapter 1. And in, in the book of Acts... Uh, Acts is the story of God's grace flooding out to the world from the cross and the resurrection of Jesus in Jerusalem to the ends of the earth. Nothing is more prominent in Acts than the spread of the gospel. Acts also reveals God's passionate pursuit of his people, beginning with his followers in Jerusalem, expanding to Samaria, then to the rest of the world. And I'm in Acts chapter 1, and I'm in verse 8. It says here, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Simply put, you as a believer in Christ are called to show and live out The love of Christ. You are called to be the light where you live, work, and play. Okay? I want to think about that as well. Is how can you let your light shine before others? I'd like you to think about the community where you are, where you live, work, and play. God has placed you in these communities because he knows that you can be a light to someone who needs it. And maybe this is tougher for some of you who aren't back in the offices yet. Um, But throughout all of this, think through this week how you can be that light to someone who might need it. Ask God to help you spot how you can be a light. Ask God to help you shine bright for him. Okay, we're going to keep looking through our scripture. Uh, We now, we're arriving at the end of Matthew's gospel. And here it becomes very apparent that people realize what we have also found to be true is that Jesus is God himself. Jesus is all we ever hope for and far, far more. And this Savior, Jesus, inspires us to both praise him and take action. He motivates us to make disciples of all nations a work that is far from done. Uh, Right before Christ ascended into heaven, he said this to his disciples in Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. He says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. If you are in this room right now, if you're joining us online, and if you've made that decision for Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, then you have a mission. Your mission is to make disciples. Your mission is to love God and love others. Your mission is to grow in knowledge and understanding of him. Your mission is to live the kind of life that evokes questions from your friends 
Your mission is to live on location. And this mission is for everyone, regardless of your age or what you do in your community. But when we choose to join God in his mission through his church, we start becoming who he has called us to be. And this is not about correcting politics. This is not about disapproving someone's lifestyle. This is about loving our neighbors and being a light to those who need it. Okay, so your mission, should you choose to accept it, okay, is to live on location. That was a Mission Impossible reference, by the way, if anyone, if anyone didn't get that. I tried. Your mission is to live on location this week where you live, work, and play. Live on location this week. Live on location next week. And then guess what? The next week, and the next week, and the next week. Live mission-minded. Live in a way that provokes unbelievers to question. Live mission-minded. This is for you, all of us in this room. Okay, this covers all of us. And this mission is here. And this mission will never self-destruct. Okay, so finally, where does this bring us? Where does this leave us? We know that singing songs is a fun time, having some fun, learning a little bit more about me. Um, You know, that's a good time. Now, we also know that I love worship songs and worship music. And I've created something for everyone It's a worship playlist if you want to listen. It's some of my favorite worship songs. Uh, You can check it out at ward.church slash kids. Uh, It's just some of my favorite worship songs if you want to listen. But we know that through Scripture, we are called to be mission-minded. So if you're a Jesus follower, what do you do tomorrow? Tomorrow's the day you let your light shine. Tomorrow's the day where you let your conversations be full of grace. Tomorrow's the day you accept your mission to live on location where you live, work, and play. And here are three ways that we can do that this week. Number one is be generous and be kind. I know that's very broad, but we're going to try and think of it in simple terms. Think to yourself, how can you be generous to those around you? with either your time or finances? How can you be kind to those around you? How can you give sacrificial kindness that accepts nothing in return? Our second one is share your life with others. This again is a very broad, big sweeping notion. However, when we go on a simple plane of how we share our lives together, What that means is we're going just a little bit farther than saying, hello, how are you? I'm doing good. Have a good day. We get close to someone. We get in proximity of someone. We build relationships with people. And that's where real change begins, is getting close and sharing your life with others. Our very last one is pray. This probably should be the first one. It's probably in every list you've ever seen in any sermon you've ever watched before. But it's so important. 
One of the things Paul tells us in Colossians is to pray to be mission-minded. And I want you to remember that prayer is powerful. Prayer is vital. Prayer is effective. Pray for the people in your life. Pray for your coworkers. Pray for your neighbors. Pray for your conversations. Pray for your family. Pray for your children. I mean, we can just keep going on and on. Devote yourselves to prayer. There's this great quote by a guy named Roy Lesson, and it says this. It says, just think, you're here not by chance, but by God's choosing. His hand formed you and made you the person you are. He compares you to no one else. You are one of a kind. You lack nothing that his grace can't give you. He has allowed you to be here in this time in history to fulfill his special purpose for this generation. You are where you're supposed to be. As a Jesus follower, you are where you're supposed to be to shine that light, to share your faith. Now God has a purpose and a plan for you. He wants to do so much in you and through you. And then we know it's not about us. It's about him. And everything we do should be done in the intention of glorifying his name. Everything we do should be mission-minded and on location. Let's pray. Dear God, just thank you so much for the ability for all of us to come together today and, and talk about being on location. God, thank you for, for loving us first and sending your son Jesus to die for our sins on the cross. God, we just, we just want to take a moment and just say, God, just, just bless our conversations. Bless these areas where we live, work, and play that we can be the light to the world. That we can have good words and good deeds so others can ask about you. God, we're just so thankful again that we get to, get to come together and worship you, sing praises to you, and learn together. In Jesus' name, amen. So tomorrow, if you remember anything from today, from today's message, I want you to think about who you're going to pray for. I want you to think about those conversations you're going to pray for. I want you to think about that work community, your life community, what you do in a daily life, okay? And I also want you to think about those three things. How can you be creative in being generous and being kind, sharing your life with others, and again, praying? So would you please stand with me as I give us today's benediction? Uh, today's, uh, I'm reading from Ephesians chapter 3, 20 through 21. It says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen, guys. Go and have a wonderful week and a great day. Thank you.